Hey guys, it's Eric Bowling. I just want to let you know we have a brand new message from our awesome sponsors at Allegiance Gold. Unless you've been living in a cave or under a Hamas tunnel, you know that we're on the verge of a full-blown war. Plus, Biden's policies have left us with financial problems we haven't seen in half a century. Inflation is killing our savings, and we're looking at two possible interest rate hikes that have professionals like Warren Buffett and Jeremy Grantham, who predicted three major crashes, it's got them worried too. This means your savings and your retirement are in serious trouble. Don't risk it. Secure your retirement with Allegiance Gold. Whether you prefer physical gold and silver or simply want to protect your IRA or 401k, you can trust the professionals at Allegiance Gold. They've earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metal industry, and for good reason. The relationships are based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Just this year, central banks brought back 800 tons of gold with China leading the way. This is not an accident. Don't put it off any longer. Go to protectwitheric.com today and download my free wealth protection guide. You can't miss it. It's got my picture right on the front cover. Or you can call 844-714-ERIC, 844-714-ERIC. You can also get up to $5,000 in free silver if your account qualifies. Protect your future now with Allegiance Gold. ProtectWithEric.com. Download my free wealth protection guide. That's ProtectWithEric.com or call 844-714-ERIC. We all fall into one of two camps. There are those that believe Bidenomics is the way forward. And the rest of us who think that's a load of horse <laughs> You want to hear what really great economic ideas sound like? Want to see America back on the road to energy independence? Then you, my friend, are in the right place. This is the Eric Bowling Podcast. All right. So we are here. Happy Hanukkah, Eric. How you doing? I'm well. Happy Hanukkah to you, Linda, and my wife's family. And yeah, yeah. shout out to Adrian. Shout out to shout out to Adrian. Yeah, I'm good. You know, look, we're we're it's year end or ending quite a, quite a tumultuous year. But guess what? 2024 going to be so much worse. So get ready. Be, <laughs> the most bananas year certainly in the last you know 20 years or so. Yes. I, I think. I mean. Crazy stuff going on. Can we talk about the debate just for a second? I know it's a couple oh, please. Of days ago, but what a great, uh, my favorite debate. Honestly, it was the the best. I believe we learned more about those four candidates in those two hours than the prior. What is it? Four debates prior to that, three or four prior to that. Fantastic yeah. debate. They went at it. They they were visceral. I think a lot of things were exposed. I think yeah. Vivek Ramaswamy exposed Nikki Haley and. Ron DeSantis was very happy to, to watch that going on. Nikki Haley, mm-hmm. I believe, is now the the corporate globalist that I always thought she was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the fact that Chris, I found it really fascinating that Chris Christie went to, to bat for Nikki Haley. So, it was so or, weird. Or I was like, so it kind of makes sense, right? The, the old school, the more traditional Republicans on the left side of the you know screen left, and on you know screen right, DeSantis and. Uh, trying to carve out a, you know, DeSantis about a month ago started the, this new line, which I think is working for him. If you elect me, in fact, I had a town hall with him at the beginning of, 
end of November, middle of November, whatever, November 11th. It was actually really good. That was a great, yeah. that was a great town hall you had with him. She tested something there and I think it really landed. It was, if you elect me, you got eight years, you know, you're going to get eight years. And that made sense because, and it's, it's only thing he can, without really going at Trump too hard, because he can't, because yeah. if he does, he'll lose the base. But it, for, for a pro Trump or pro America first, you know, person voter, to say, God, eight years with me, I'm younger. It made a lot of sense, you know. Yeah. It, and he he perpetuated that in the debate. I thought that was that was good. But Vivek is just so, I don't know. He's a f- breath of fresh air. I just love. He just lets it rip what he feels, and you know, Listen, you know, the, the haters out there are going to hate. Um, I think it was funny how he chose to rap Eminem eight mile. You know, like <laughs> there's a method to his madness. Um, there's a lot of people, you know, the whole like, what was it that Christie said? I can't remember if it was Christie or DeSantis that bashed him like, oh, you didn't even vote Republican until 2020. Right. I think you know, said that, yeah. was it? I think it was, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting about that is that's true for a lot of people. I mean, Thousands and millions of people voted for the first time ever or for the first time as a Republican because they were trying to get Trump back in and they saw Biden. They're like, oh, my God, no, please, dear Lord. You know, so they got motivated. And I think Vivek, you know, Vivek to me seems I mean, if I'm if I'm being honest, a little bit more libertarian. You know what I mean? And and, that's why I like him so much. Yeah. I mean, same as you, right? Like I think, I think most people, you know, I always say like, I don't have a party because I'm an issue based person. So I just hate everybody equally. Let's talk about one issue and just deal with the issue. I feel like the whole party thing is it's too broad. And I don't agree with, I mean, there are so many Republicans in, in Congress right now that I dislike immensely. And then people are like, you do. I thought you were a conservative. Well, I'm a conservative because nothing else fits me. You know, like I don't know what title fits me. And I think a lot of people feel like that. So when Vivek speaks and he's like, you know, Nikki, you're taking all this money from the Koch brothers and you seem like you've gone completely corporate and that's not what American people need. American people are trying to pay their mortgage. You can't name me three provinces in Ukraine, but you want to go there and send my kids to fight. Send your own damn kids. Like, That was, that was a great line. That was amazing. It was amazing. She, she, Froze. She didn't say a dang word. It was remember uh, Rick Perry? <laughs> oh my god, I was going to say that with the EPA. Yep, the same. That was that yeah, moment. Three agencies. The you know. Yeah, yeah and uh, you couldn't name them. And, and I'm not saying it's easy. It's hard. It's hard to be up there, and you're, you know, it's a lot of pressure. But I do think you know Vivek. So you know the whole Obama speech thing is kind of weird. I agree with that, but you know he does he does like to speak. He likes to speak in front of a crowd. He's comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know whether he plagiarized Obama or not in the beginning, fine. But he's finding his way. But I do think that he has a certain um, like when Christie was like, you, "You're voted most obnoxious" or whatever. Yeah, I hate to tell you this, but that's part of the gig. Right. You right. you wouldn't you never you wouldn't make it this far. The, you so know, what, the, they, what they're not getting on that stage is that Vivek that demeanor and that delivery mm-hmm. and that really upfront in your face is is like the younger the newer generation political right. Yeah. Like you think of yeah. all these young guns on on on, on social media. You look mm-hmm. at Benny Johnson. You look at what uh, Dave Rubin. They're mm-hmm. they're all in your face, and it's the same delivery. So mm-hmm. he's very popular among young people, not just because of his age, but because of his, 
you know, we're, we're, but he's we're dealing what we're, we're dealing with, right? Like, you know, like I'm one, like when he talks about his three-year-old being subjected to things in the school library, I'm like, yes, I right. agree with that because that's my world. Right. So you're not, he's not trying to change a particular demographic. He's trying to be relatable to all demographics by saying, listen, I'm a regular person. My wife and I have kids. We're in this world. Like we're living in this world that you guys have created this globalist ideal, you know, and that to me is so appealing because he's talking about things that scare us. Yeah, and DeSantis had a really good debate too. I mean, I agree he with you. He's, he shines on being more comfortable. He looks he looks still too stiff and, you know, still too. But honestly, Eric, don't you think part of that is the military? I don't know. I don't know. No. I, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I do know that he needs some, you know, to, you know just hit, hit him in the shoulder. Give him a little back rub. Go out there and just, just, just be more comfortable in front of the camera, right? He's not comfortable. But he had some great, especially when they were talking about don't, his don't say gay bill. I was like waiting for him to blow up and he stayed yeah. calm. And then Nikki said something about, parents should decide and he turned to her and he goes the best line of the night parents don't have the right to abuse their own children mm-hmm. and it was just like wow that was just so powerful yeah so it is I, I think i think DeSantis is he's the real deal you know it's just listen i think he's a good man i think any man who would lay his life down for his country is just above and beyond and you know he is a dedicated husband he's a dedicated father you know he's he's been that way for a long time. It's not, it's not like a new thing for him. I think what he does best is he is an action based politician. He's great on the ground. He's great in action. He's going to do all the, if he says to you, I'm going to do that, he's going to do it. He may not articulate it beautifully the way Vivek does, but you can rest assured it's going to happen and he's going to do it. I kind of love that. But from a entertainment perspective, I mean, when Vivek has to be the cardboard, corrupt equals right. Nikki. You see like, um, Larry Fink from BlackRock responded. Uh, he responded. And again, he, he's full of shit, too. Oh, dude, I, mean, I can't like, stand oh, that. I can't stand DEI. that guy. He doesn't even use DEI anymore now or ESG. He calls it something. Well, yeah. yeah, he's that guy, right? So it's like when Obama said, oh, we had to change – uh, climate change or global warming to climate change because global warming no longer worked with what was happening mm. with climate. Right, right. So I'm like, oh, it doesn't fit the line Rebranded. anymore. Rebranded. Got to re- rebrand that lie. What are we going to call it now? Yeah. I just, I don't know. And I, I got to say, man, I look at these people and like even the people like doing the free Palestine marches and blocking bathrooms and all this shit. And I'm going, Okay, like when we saw the testimony this week, wow. you know, dramatic. Oh my wow. god! What, did and you, listen, did you, did you guys on Hannity cover that? Yeah, of course. We had Elise Stefanik's, you know, exchange. I wanted that so bad. My my crew just pushed away from. It. I'm like, this is this is. It was pivotal. Pivotal. And it's it's getting you know repercussions. There are, there are major Jewish investors in these big universities who are paying yes. about hundreds of millions of dollars, yes. demanding these people get fired. And all of a sudden, these apology letters are flowing out of the Harvard Harvard. Uh, Claudine Gay. Yeah, and um, apologizing without really apologizing. Well, I mean, it's this whole thing of so. Yesterday, the UPenn woman uh, Mitchell. I'm going to say her name wrong. I know it's something Mitchell or Mitchell or whatever it is. 
And, um, and she's irrelevant. You know, she's basically just a talking head for whoever told her to say all the things that she said or didn't say. Right. Right. And then she does this backtrack yesterday and she says, Oh, I wasn't focused. Right. 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 I'm sorry. You are giving, you're giving congressional testimony. Have a little coffee. Live on major news networks. It's being carried nationally. Lady, the time is now. What is it? You know, I mean, my God, should we have given you the PLO scarf? Would that have what you maybe more? It's such a fascinating dynamic. This, I I don't ever remember Democrats. Yeah. Like Republicans get caught in these these snares all the time with abortion and whatnot. But Mm -hmm. I don't remember Democrats being caught in the middle of quite the way they are now. Yeah, because they know the Jewish vote is important, but they're now literally risking the whole ball of wax, a whole kit and caboodle presidency, et cetera, because Muslims are, are there's Muslims that are looking to take Joe Biden now. That's amazing. And I I'll mean, tell you another thing. Please go ahead. No, well, there, there, there's four. I'm not sure if we talked about it. There are four states where Trump lost by 10, 15, 20,000 votes. Yeah. And there are more than two, 300 and 400,000 Muslims in those states, which mm-hmm. you get them to flip. And technically, of all things being equal, Trump, Trump beats Biden. Um, but it's fascinating where they have nowhere to go with it. They yeah. I mean, where to go. they're trying to straddle them both like ceasefire. Yes. Humanitarian aid. But also, yes, Jews have a right to Israel has a right to defend us. They're, they're lost. So a few points on that. So yesterday, um, Netanyahu and the head of the IDF released the images of all of the captives that they had from the Hamas invasion. And they went over and they showed all these Hamas invaders, most of whom were responsible for the brutal massacre on October 7th. Within that group today, they have identified a UNRWA and a UN member Mm -hmm. who were there and murdered and have blood on their hands, Mm -hmm. literally, not Mm -hmm. figuratively. So they show these two people. So it's like, okay, so the United States is asking us to be beholden to the UN and the, and the UNRWA, but they are not willing to be honest about the fact that members of these groups committed the atrocities that we're talking about. So it, it's really quite shocking. Yeah. And I, I believe in my heart, like when you see Jake Sullivan speak or you see KJP speak, you see Biden try to put a sentence together. I mean, there is not a brain cell among them. They are merely spokespeople. You know, the guys that are running the puppet show, you know, in charge of this marionette are behind the screens. It's fine. I'm like, okay, so who exactly is in charge of this? Like, is this still Robert Malloy? You know, our friend who has been removed since June. Like, are you still in charge? Are you the one that are reducing sanctions on Iran so they can sell their oil worldwide where we don't import it into America, but they still make millions of dollars? And again, all of these conversations that we're having, you and I and other people that are in the know, your average American doesn't know this. So when you're talking to people and it's like, you know, you look at this girl, uh, Noah, Noah Ben Artizi. She's one of the survivors from the Nova Music Festival. She's 25 years old. She was there and she escapes. And she talks about how they literally came in with shovels and like, I mean, yeah. like brutally, yeah. 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 you know, the massacre is overwhelming yep. and she's describing what it is to have survived next to this other woman who she didn't know. And their bodies are broken and they can't move because they're trapped underneath the dead bodies mm-hmm. of the other constant growers. And then after being there for however long they were there, IDF comes in, crews come in and they can hear them speaking Hebrew 
So they start to whimper in the hopes that they'll hear them, which they did, and they rescued them. But every time she tried to climb out, her hand went into the body cavity of the Mm. dead. And she's explaining this. It was a six-minute testimony that she gave two days ago for all of the media, of whom I think only the right carried it, which again goes back into that whole issue of right-left. And it's like, I don't understand how people can say that this is propaganda, at some point when you see a survivor, right? So you have the, the Palestinians on the West Bank holding baby dolls and crying over them and then releasing the footage and blurring out the baby's face. Mm-hmm. But the real footage is released and they're holding baby dolls. Yeah, they're not right. children. I mean, it's that's propaganda. propaganda. Oh, <laughs> I've seen so many set up scenes of, you know, an atrocity and then yeah. they're all cut. And you see yeah, so many. It's yes. Crazy. And that's, and so, you know, full circle back to, you know, Claudine Gay and these two other, you know, individuals who came from UPenn and MIT, and you say to them, um, you know, what, what is it going to take for you to take action? And it's like, well, you know, it's all about context. I'm like, what's what? The context, what is the context? Context. Slaughter. Yeah. I'm like, these people are, are calling for the genocide of an entire ethnicity. If, did you just see? The, pre- the president of CARE, the Council oh of American Islamic Relations, yes. saying he was happy to see happy. October 7th. Happy. Happy. And it's then crazy. they pushed back on him at some point. He's like, well, I was happy that Gazans finally got out of their, pre- their concentration camp that the Israelis had mm-hmm. uh, you know, put them in, in, mm-hmm. in Gaza. It's- well, so Columbia University, to that point, I don't know if you saw this, so they were supposed to have a – not a march, but like a gathering of the Palestinians and the Free Palestine movement at Columbia. And Columbia said no. So it was the day after the testimony. The testimony was Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So it was it was supposed to be when I think it was Wednesday night or something like that. So they said, no, you can't have it. Like we don't whatever's happening at UPenn and MIT and Harvard, we're not doing it here. We have too many right. Jewish students. This is New York. Right. We got a ton of Jewish students. Not a thing. Okay. So then they don't listen, they do it anyway. So a bunch of these people filmed it and they were sort of, I guess, like in this auditorium area and you could, you could hear the speaker. They don't have a clear shot of who it is saying praise those who, who took action on October 7th for their creativity, for the art of what they did. And I'm like, holy shit. Like this is to me the worst of humankind, right? And because we are not students of history, we are doomed to repeat it because they, there are people out there that say, you know, those Holocaust deniers never happened. No one ever died. I'm like, I didn't, I, I don't get how you don't, we have survivors. We have people with the numbers on their arms, you know, stamped by the Germans. I mean, is this not, I, I, I just really struggle with that, but I will, I will say to anybody, you show me, any group that can go out and say, free, free the whites, kill all black people, mm-hmm. uh, free the Asians, yeah. kill all the Muslims, yeah. you know, show me that. Yeah, you can. And that would be day one and done never again. Right. But we can say genocide to the Jews. And right. my whole point for their testimony was they said, well, it's when speech turns into conduct was their answer to Elise Stefanik when she said, what is the context? What she's like, well, you know, harassment and bullying happens when it turns into conduct. Okay. So, um, 
the conduct of committing genocide is murder. Are you saying they have to commit murder in order for you to take action on your campus? There is hate speech that is not allowed on those campuses. Dude, there's no, if there's murder or action happening. You, just, you use somebody's oh, pronoun wrong, they and, fire you. Yeah, you, you, yeah. So just give me a break. You know? really, really tattooed that. She that really did. That, that, that Harvard, what's her name? Gay. Running uh, gay. Running gay. She, if they don't fire her, if they don't walk her out, they're out of their mind. They're going to lose hundreds of millions. Of, you know what? I don't. I hate taxes. But did you hear this idea that's being floated on on Capitol Hill? To that they're going to yeah to tax the endowments. Yeah, of, they're going to tax the endowments, and they're going to remove federal funding. Right. I don't know why we're giving them federal funding anyway. They don't need it. Forty billion dollar endowment making federal right. funding. Right. We got veterans right. sleeping on the street. Right. right. I think Harvard's fine. I'm just thinking out loud. Harvard's going to be fine. You know, the movie, um, have you ever seen the movie uh, American President with Michael Douglas? No. And he plays, really, it's Kevin Klein and Michael Douglas and Annette Bening. It's an older movie. It's from probably the early 90s, I would say. It's not and, really, is it? Isn't that a, the movie Dave was a president? No, it's called American President. All right. I might be conflating. Maybe Kevin Klein isn't in that one. Maybe. Oh, no, it's um, it's the guy who was in the West Wing. It's Michael J. Fox. Michael Douglas, Annette Benning, and somebody else. And they go through this whole thing, you know, this art of being president and what it is to say what is happening and hate speech. And, you know, the right of the Americans is, you know, to wave your flag and it's your tolerance of somebody else taking that very flag that you love and burning it, right? Like that's America. And I'm like, okay. Let's say for one second, I agree with that, which I don't, but you know, okay. That's, you think that your freedom of speech encapsulates that moment, but what happens when you burn the flag and then you take it to a house of someone that disagrees with you and you set their house on fire with it. That's not protected. You running down a New York city street and blocking it so that somebody can't let an ambulance through that has somebody dying with a heart attack or giving birth or whatever it is. Like that to me is not your right. That's infringing on someone else's rights. Right, right. Yep. Period, end of sentence. Right. Anywho, it makes me very angry. I hope they all get fired. Um, I would I, I, would love to start a march of patriots that walk down the street and say- I hope it doesn't happen until after the election. Because this, this, this whole narrative right now mm-hmm. is very good for whoever- It's a motivator. Whoever runs on, whoever is the nominee. Oh, question for you so did you see your network did the uh on the street in the bronx i did not you didn't see it oh my gosh i have to tell you about it (laughs) so this reporter from newsmax goes to the bronx to see how people are feeling in the bronx about president trump with the sheer anticipation that it's going to be f trump and i hate trump trump sucks and all the things okay fine so she goes up and she is asking you know, the people of the Bronx, which is a majority of black, Hispanic, you know, a mix thereof, right? She's going up to folks that you, by stereotype, would say that person is a Biden voter, right? This is our, this is it. This is a district that voted for Biden. And they are like, bring my boy Trump back. I can't get me a meal. I can't afford anything. You got to bring him back. Sorry, y'all. I'm voting for Trump. This, this country is no good. Then you have the protests that happened in Chicago 
because they've announced, obviously, that the DNC is going to be in Chicago. And they have, I don't know if he's an alderman or what his role is, but he was in the Chicago's administrative building with a large group of black people saying, you are giving $9,000 a month to illegal immigrants and I can't feed my children. You think you're going to bring this DNC here? Did you see that? No, but I saw there's, there's. Sheriff Lamb, who's running for Senate in, in Arizona, said yes, they're, they're, giving, they're, giving, they're giving a gift card, five grand yep. uh, when they walk. Here's a cell phone. Here's a plane ticket where you go. Here's five thousand yep. dollars. It's insane. So it's I was insane. in Georgia. I was in um, uh, Hartsfield Airport, which is a huge airport, as we know, yep. the largest. Yep. And I saw herds of illegal immigrants yeah. shuffling along with their envelopes. So wow. I went up. In my way, you know, subtle. I'm like, hey, how you going? De donde eres? Where are you from? Oh, Venezuela, Mexico, Honduras. I'm like, okay, where are you going? Oh, yo no sé, yo no sé. Envelope, envelope, por favor. Ah, okay. Where'd you get that? Ah, Biden. Yeah, Biden. Biden. Lots of that, yeah. Biden. I didn't ask one person this. I asked four different groups, where are you guys coming from? Where are you going? Who'd you get that from? Same answer every time. Minus where they were from, which changed. And I thought, and they had children with them, tons of bags. It is like you're watching it going. Dick Durbin this week, he, he let the cat out of the bag. He said, here's what we need to do. Let the illegals come in, make them serve in the military, and we'll give them citizenship. Oh, my God. I saw that. And I thought, so let me see. Are you kidding me? You're, you're going to have the guys that broke the law to get right. here? Yeah. And then everyone, who wouldn't come here and do a year or two in the military to get an American citizen? That's insane. A I have American. never in my life. First of all, Dick Durbin is majorly on my shit list right now because of his lies that he's told about the testimony from Marsha Blackburn with the Jeffrey Epstein logs because she questioned Christopher Ray about it during his uh, testimony and said, what do you know about the logs? Why can't we get them? And he goes, Oh, it's been a long time since I looked at that case. She's like, it was a month ago. Right. It's not that it's not that long. And then Dick Durbin is questioned by a reporter coming out of the Senate hall. And he's, and she says to him, why don't you want to release the logs that Marsha Blackburn is asking? And he goes, I don't know anything about it. And the reporter's like, she, she just asked you about it in Senate hearing. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, not at all. She's like, what? So Marsha Blackburn, to her credit, puts out the video, A and Bing it, her sitting at the dais, right. asking the question to Durbin, I am subpoenaing the flight logs from Jeffrey Epstein's Alita Express. Please say it's okay so that we can move forward. And he won't. He won't. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so you're on it. Or your friends are on it. Well, his friends are on it. it. Well, Clintons are on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is just dirty. And I'm like, this is the problem with American politics. We never put the kids first. We never put the elderly first. And as a nation, we are failing because we've lost God and we've lost our families. We're lost not focused on the right things. We have lost our way. Well said. We lost our way. Anyways. All right, my friend. It's good talking to you. Can I just do it one more time? Let me tell you. Gold again this week since the last time we spoke made a record high, all time high, twenty one hundred dollars an ounce. Two thousand one. Get in now, it's not going down. It's not going down. It's not going down because they keep printing money and they keep undermining the U.S. dollar. 
gold is going up, and that's absolutely happening. One hundred percent. I mean that. I mean, I did a I did a speech on Monday for a group. It's called a Money Show. It's it's vetted out to be high net worth investors. Five seven hundred of them. I don't know what it was. And okay, everyone to a person asked me about gold. Are you still owning it? I said, I'm never selling it. I told you yeah. last year. I told you the year before. I'm never selling it. I don't care what the price is. I'm never selling it because it keeps going up. Yeah, I'm not getting shaken out because it you know goes down briefly because someone says something nope. too politically. You have to be. You must have at least some of it in your portfolio. You have to. One hundred percent. It doesn't have to be your whole portfolio, but it, it it's should be. It's got to be, be some. It has to be. <laughs> I'm be not some. saying because of allegiance. They are great friends of ours. I'm saying because I've done it since day one, 20 years ago when I first stepped on the in front of the camera at Fox. And News. we have the pictures to prove it. We have the pictures <laughs> to prove it. We did. Yes, we did. All right. Really good talking to you. You as well. See you next week. Happy December.